You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 298. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 298. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Getting closer to 300. So close. So close. So close, am I right? Am I right? I don't even know what to think about that. I know. It's been six years. Is that what it is? Six years? Wow. It's been six years. Six motherfuckers. I'm so grateful. I think about this all the time. That You know, like you just got home from the gym. You're in your workout clothes. You pop into Joy Junkie Studios. You're totally willing to do this show with me. Oh, I schedule it. Look forward to it. you've, You've become such a fixture of this joint effort, you know? Like I really don't think... There is, a sh- I mean, I know I give you a lot of shit. Like, this is my fucking show. It is my show. And it's a no-nonsense show. It's a no-nonsense show. Let's get right to it. This is my show, and this is a no-nonsense show. I'm not going to take any crap from nobody. Anyway, hi, pe- hot, pop, pop, pop. Hi, pod people. <laughs> that's what we like to call a presentation pitfall. Oh, oh we do? No. That's is that just, what we call when it? When I was a trainer, that's what we would call it. But I am thrilled to bring you sort of a... Um, a back to a basics sort of Ooh, podcast this yes, week. Yes, the fundamentals. I was looking back and I have not done a podcast specifically around dealing with your inner shit talker or your inner critic, your saboteur, whatever you want to call it, the committee in your mind. I haven't done that since 2015. And I thought it is high time that we get back to this and talk about our self-talk, that internal conversation that we all are up against. Because I really believe when pe- when we really distill down all self-help concepts, you are truly rendered powerless unless you get a grip on that inner, co- inner conversation. Mm-hmm. Because almost everything else is shorter lived, right? Like you can listen to a podcast for 30 minutes, you can read a book. Yeah. But your inner conversation is 24-7. It is with you nonstop. It is probably the most instrumental piece of how you feel day in and day out. So we're going to get into that. And there just might be some freebies for you. But before we dive into all of that, why don't we why don't we shove on over to your corner of the studio? Yeah, pass the mic. Pass that mic. Pass that mic. <laughs> pass the mic to the left-hand side. Yeah, over to me where we like to do a little segment called... Would you rather? And today we're talking about. So, would you rather? Okay. Experience a tickle in your side every time someone said your name. Oh jeez. Oh no. Or have a bell sound off each time you got aroused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I think I would pick the bell. It, it's kind of like. I mean, it's, if you have a partner, it's one of those things like, oh, all right, it's that time. Well, 
So, so here, this is this is where my brain just went. Okay, let's I go down the rabbit hole. Really un- I get really, really uncomfortable when I'm watching a normal show, like just a regular everyday average show like Game of Thrones or something yeah, yeah. like that, and there's a sex scene in there, and if if it's if it's hot and kind of tantalizing and it, it's like slightly arousing, it makes me really uncomfortable that I'm aroused. If it's like an adult movie that you and I are watching or something like that, I feel like that's what it's adult movie. That's what it's well. Yeah, I feel like that's what it's for. Yeah, that's but, what it's for. But when you're like, and so I'm thinking like, oh, okay, well, we just watched Game of Thrones with some of our friends last week. Like, would I really <laughs> want a bell like going off? Yeah, and you get to choose the bell, but it's a loud bell. Like it's loud. So could it be like the iPhone that's like quack quack? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the one that goes <laughs> That'd be more for you. That's for me. <laughs> but but I don't feel like I'm an overtly sexual person where I would have a lot of those moments that would be hard for me. What I do think would be just not something I could handle is the tickling. I hate it. You know. I know. I hate it. You found that out the hard way. I did. But that's one of the things that inspired this. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What would you pick? It would be completely... Well, okay, so no one would know the context of the bell unless they were around me for a while and, and I told them that that's what it was, right? right? Right, But if just this random bell went off, they'd be like, where the hell did that come from? Right. Like, they wouldn't know that it was being... That's true. That's arousal, that, right? That's not... A, is that an arousal bell? Yeah, it is. Did somebody, ar- did somebody use arousal bell? <laughs> your eyes come out of your head a little bit. You're like, you don't, hear the bell. don't mind me. That's just yeah. my arousal bell. <laughs> so I think I could use that. Be like, that was weird. Where'd that noise come from? And just play it off. Like, oh, I, hmm, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and the only one that would really know was you, right? So it, I think I could live with that. But every time someone says my name, I get tickled. Like, it's hard to hide that. Right. Yeah, you do like the the four year old like slide when they don't want to yeah. get picked up. You're like, yeah. ah. Right. So I think I'm gonna pick. What, what is Mr. Smith gonna pick? I think I'm gonna pick the arousal bell. Are you? Mm-hmm. Arousal bell for the win. That that makes me nervous because if we're out to dinner, <laughs> and the arousal bell goes off, and there's like a hot server or something like that. I'd be well, like, you already know. I'd be like, oh, you already know. I that. mean, I already know. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's um, that's why I think I picked that one because you'd already know. You know yeah. me so well. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, we would love to hear what you would rather, and we talk about this every single week over in my private Facebook group. If every you, single week. Every mm-hmm. single week, without fail, we do a "Would You Rather" segment Mondays in the After Hours community. That's my Facebook group. There's about. 12 or 1300 of us over there mm-hmm. and it is phenomenal everyone is always giving each other such great support and i do live trainings every single thursday sounding off on any questions that the the audience might have so it's a really awesome community and we have a lot of good laughs over there and I do run a tight ship, so we keep it very much focused on personal development. If you want to come join us, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. That will redirect you right over to the group. And you can tell us what you would rather for this week. Sounds like fun. Let's now, do it. I'm ready to to talk about this inner shit talker stuff, but I thought I heard a little something in the... Yeah, I heard something too. It sounded like a lawnmower, but I'm really... <laughs> <laughs> but oh, that's just the gardener. That's just the gardener. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, now I hear it. Oh, what is it? Oh, 
Is it coming around the bed? I think it is. It's coming around the mountain. <laughs> we interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. <laughs> oh, that's right. That is right. I don't know why that's so fun, but we're going to keep it because Let's it, keep it, it makes it fun for us. It makes me smile. We, Who cares about you people? It makes me smile. <laughs> and we care a lot about yes, you Yes, of people. course we do. But this week, I have a free shit alert that you are going to want to get your hands on. I have created a cheat sheet that is going to walk you through all of the processes that I'm talking about today. Now, there will be definitely a handful of things that you'll extract from today's podcast without the cheat sheet, but especially if you're visual or kinesthetic and you don't learn primary, primarily through auditory means, you will want to have this. A lot of what we talk about today will kind of just be a good idea until you put pen to paper and look at the application to your life. All you got to do to get your hands on this cheat sheet is to go to the show notes page. Very simple, thejoyjunkie.com slash 298 for this episode. You'll see a button there that says, give me my cheat sheets. And I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't talk. <laughs> it doesn't say, it because doesn't, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. I'm going to look into that. You have your little voice like, give me your cheat sheets. <laughs> I want my cheat sheets. <laughs> <laughs> that should be another jingle. We should do that. As Absolutely. Another. I want my cheat sheets jingle. Be sure to go grab your cheat sheets because it will give you a little bit of a background on some of the stuff that we're talking about today. And then it breaks down the entire formula for you in writing so that it's very easy to figure out how this applies to you. So let's start talking about this. The first thing that I really wanted to underline with regards to our personal self-talk and how we communicate in our own minds is that whatever we say to ourselves is simply true. We don't typically debate in our mind if what we're thinking is reality or not. Mm -hmm. We just assume that if the thought pops in our mind, then it must be true. Think about how this might relate to you. Perhaps if you think I'm not good enough, then that remains true until you contest it, until you actually say, wait a minute, how did I come to that conclusion? How did that become the truth? And is that really founded? In fact, most of the time, it's opinion or it's perspective. It's not necessarily factual data that's running around in our minds. So if it's, well, you're not lovable or you're so gross and disgusting and don't take care of yourself or, or that's not possible for you or that's not realistic or you're not smart enough, all of that stuff left unattended in the confines of your mind will remain true. And then what that creates then is your entire reality. It creates how you feel, all of your emotions. And then when we feel uncomfortable, we behave differently, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're really stressed out, we tend to overeat. If we've been talking mad shit to ourselves, we might overdrink or we might text an ex who we know is really bad for us. A lot of times our emotions and our behaviors are the things we're trying to stop. We're trying to stop overspending or we're trying to stop contacting the ex or we're trying to stop feeling bad. But what we don't realize is underneath all of that is our beliefs and our self-talk. And I don't, beliefs is something that is such a beast that I never really talk about it on the podcast. It's something I only do in my Deep Down and Dirty program, which is a really comprehensive, robust program that spans almost four months long. And it is 
all about changing the trajectory of your life. So we're not going to get into all of the belief stuff right now as I leave that for my my students, but the self-talk piece is very much in tandem with that. So I want you to understand that just because it's been true to you in your mind for so long, it doesn't mean it has to stay true. Hmm. And it also doesn't mean that it's really grounded in any kind of reality. Most of the time, our self-talk is grounded in experiential things like, oh, I got dumped, therefore I'm not lovable. Or my dad ran out on us when we were little, therefore I'm not enough. And we we adopt that truth and live into it. Yeah. So. Obviously, we're not going to get into all of that today, but I just wanted to give you a kind of a precursor for what's really happening with this concept of self-talk. Now, if someone did want to become a student, how would they do that? Oh, Mr. Smith. (laughs) I should pay you more. You should. I'm going to pay you in sexual favors. That works for me. (laughs) 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 Quack, quack, quack. (laughs) There goes the bell. Oh, don't mind me. That's just my arousal well. That's just my arousal (laughs) Okay. So if you might want to find out more about Deep Down and Dirty, you may have heard me talk about another freebie that I have, which is a an online workshop that you can attend whenever it works for you. Just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop to access it. The deal with this particular workshop is it highlights the entire process of Deep Down and Dirty. So if you've ever wondered about what it looks like to really dig deep with me, that workshop will give you a very accurate picture of the reasons why perhaps some of the things you've tried thus far haven't worked or haven't really stuck and what you would need to do to start shifting that chronic self-doubt, that investment in what other people think, all the perfectionism tendencies. So cruise over over there if you're really looking for a deeper dive, completely free of charge. Make sure you block out some time for yourself, but you'll see an opportunity to um, take that a step further and and talk talk with us about it. But uh, this episode will give you just kind of a little sampling, sort of a, a taste of what of what is possible when you start shifting this internal conversation. Yeah. So let's talk about step one. And this is what you're going to, you're going to see on the first page of your, actually, it's going to be on, on page two of your cheat sheets. And I want you to take an inventory of what you say to yourself. And I'm also going to link to another pod that I did about when you're, I'll have to find it. It's when your inner critic isn't really a voice necessarily, because sometimes we don't hear crystal clear words. We feel a concept or we feel an emotion. And then you just have to kind of excavate and dig behind that emotion and go, what's the truth that I would have to believe to feel this feeling? So you can check out the show notes for additional, additional support around that. But when you take the inventory, I want you to set aside maybe three to four days And I want you to really be vigilant and commit to tallying what your experience is like throughout the entirety of those three to four days. You don't have to do a week. You can if you'd like. But at the very, very minimum, please at least do two days. Reason being is you're going to be around different triggers and you're going to be around different scenarios that might bring up different types of self-talk. We're going to talk about triggers here in a second. What I want you to listen for are some common ways that our inner shit talker converses with us. 
one thing you might hear is how we identify. We'll say things like, I'm such a, yes, or I'm labels. so, right? So if you tend to be somebody who's more tuned into emotions and you feel things really deeply, you might say something like, I'm so frustrated. I'm so upset. I'm so depressed. So if you tend to tap into the emotion, look at that emotion as your entry point and go, okay, what's behind this? What have I been thinking or feeling about myself that has me wallowing in this emotion? Mm -hmm. Now, some people, their inner critic is quite literal and you can hear words. For myself, it's kind of a hybrid. I Sometimes I feel things emotionally. Sometimes I really hear a very crystal clear voice. I always tell people, take whatever form it comes in and use that as your entry point and start looking looking beneath it. So if you feel the feeling first, great. Then look at what's the concept behind this that I'm bought into that's having me feel this way. For for example, for myself, it's it's really bizarre. If it's typically related to something around me comparing myself to another business or another entrepreneur or, or another coach or speaker or whatever, and I see somebody being really successful, I typically have like a heart drop feeling, like where my heart drops and I just get kind of a sad melancholy experience. And when I look at what's behind that emotion, it's this concept of, well, if they have it, then I can't. Oh, interesting. It's a, it's a concept of I'm not enough or not good enough. Mm. And and then I can work with that, right? Once I know what's fueling that emotion, now I can work with that. Now, for other people, they might see something like that and they immediately hear the words, you're not good enough. Yeah. Everybody's different. I have, like I said, a little bit of words might be. What do you say? Or whatever those words might be. Exactly. Might have those exact words. I want you to keep an eye out for how you identify. When you say, I'm a... Like, are you identifying yourself as something you don't like? Like, I'm a people pleaser. I'm a perfectionist. Listen to me, peeps. You have got to stop identifying with shit you don't want to be. If you say things like, I'm just so jealous or I'm just so controlling, that's not fun for you, nor is it fun for anybody else. So we, we don't get to rest on our laurels with that. Those are the types of things that we have to stop claiming if we don't want to nurture them. So be very mindful of that. So what I want you to do over those three to four days is I want you to use the page two and fill that out. All of the things that you notice, all of the emotions that you felt, all of the verbiage that you noticed in your own mind, what was the actual content that was floating around in your mind throughout those those three to four days. So that we can understand what you're up against. A lot of times when you do that, you'll be really, really shocked at how much that inner shit talker drives everything you do. Absolutely. And it, it and we wonder like why we are constantly in paralysis or why we are procrastinating or why we're having a tough time communicating with people. When we look underneath, we can usually find that we haven't been speaking to ourselves in a way that really sets us up for success. All right, so that's number one. You're going to take the inventory. Number two, we now need to look at when that inner shit talker is going off or tends to get really loud. And this is all about your triggers. I don't know if you can relate to this where 
perhaps you're in an environment where you're at a conference or maybe you're on vacation with people who you really, really love, and it's just easier. You're not as hard on yourself. Things are just a little bit more chill. Now, perhaps you notice when you're around certain person at the office or maybe a certain person in your family, things tend to be a little more challenging. You have a harder time speaking up for yourself. Maybe you feel a little bit intimidated. Maybe you feel more combative around those types of people. Most of the time, we can notice our inner inner shit talker will start going off around certain scenarios, concepts, or people. Hmm. And then sometimes it's a lot quieter. So I know for me at this particular phase in my life, my inner shit talker is way more attached to uh, business-related stuff. I've shared with this in the past. Sure. When I was younger, it was way more attached to body image shit mm. and wanted to talk to me a lot about what I looked like. I don't feel that that much anymore. My inner narrative does not go off about my relationship, like Mr. Smith doesn't love you or you're, you're oh, gonna, he's going to leave you. You're not good enough for him or any – I don't have any of that. My self-talk now is very much skewed on things that are triggering for me in this chapter of my life. Now, some of you are going to be like, Amy, it's triggered by everything in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that can definitely be the case because if you think about it, if your inner critic has been running the show and talking shit to you – That doesn't make you really motivated to change your relationships, to change your work environments. You get kind of locked into this perpetual victimhood. So believe me when I say underlining all of this stuff, unearthing all of this stuff and really looking at it can be incredibly helpful to start creating a new reality. Because most people who listen to the show, it's not just for shits and giggles. It's because we want other things in our world because of how we think it will make us feel. Yeah, we want self-improvement. We want self-improvement, but we yeah. also want we want a flourishing career that we love. We want a soulmate. We want all mm. of these things. Yet, if we look at how we're speaking to ourselves, we're probably not manifesting anything <laughs> Oh yeah. through that negativity. Sure. So I want you to start chronicling what are those triggers. And you will have the opportunity to to dictate that on page two as well. Look at these various categories or areas. Think about, is it around my parenting that my inner critic gets chatty? Is it around work? Is it around finances, body, friendship, health? Is it around... Uh, familial relationships? Is it around being single or partnered? Your past, a lot of times we'll have an inner critic that's very attached to beating us up over past mistakes or regrets. Look at where it's the most potent. And I want you to zero in on which whatever one right now at this particular place in time feels the most debilitating, feels the most serious, and feels like you cannot shift what you've been saying to yourself. For the sake of this exercise that's coming up. All right. So number one, we're going to take an inventory. Number two, we're going to really heighten understanding what triggers those internal statements. And then we're going to go into step three, which is something I like to call the mantra maker. Mm. And this is a way to craft a new self-talk statement 
that is actually something you can buy into because we're not going to use typical affirmations. We're going to use something called progressive language. This is something that I came up with quite a few years ago to help bridge sort of the gap between where you are now and where you want to go. I find that a lot of positive affirmations are asking us to go from A to Z mm-hmm. instead of A to B. Yeah. Because if you've been relying in or hanging out in self-loathingville and all of a sudden I'm saying, oh, I want you to start saying I love myself or I believe in myself or I'm totally enough, that is going to feel like just a blatant, outright, flagrant lie. And, and you're not going to believe it. Exactly. So cognitively, we can't buy into it. Our mind has to buy into it in order for it to bypass the critical function of the brain and cement itself into your subconscious. It has to be something you can first of all buy into and something you can repeat. One of the ways to rewire our subconscious programming is through repetition. So think about it right now. All of your current truths have become true to you through decades of repetition. So we need to undo that conditioning, but we have to substitute something that is more powerful. So let's create a new mantra, something that you can really buy into. So the first step with this is to identify one of the disempowering statements. Again, like I mentioned, pick the one that feels the most potent or debilitating at the moment and analyze how you would rather feel about that topic. So let's say it's something around your career and what you have been saying to yourself in your mind is, I'll never be as successful as so-and-so, I'm just not good enough. So how would you rather feel, this is another would you rather, (laughs) how would you rather feel about your career instead of not good enough or incompetent Would it be powerful? I'd rather feel powerful. I'd rather feel proud of myself. I'd rather feel successful, accomplished. What is that descriptor? Now, it doesn't have to be an actual emotion, but just a way you would encapsulate uh, how you want to feel, essentially. What do you mean if it's not a feeling? Well, something like... Like what? (laughs) Like, for example, I I would love to feel on top of my game. Oh, gotcha. Great, great question. Like, on top of my game isn't an emotion. Mm. but it, it, it provides an emotion. But it depicts what you really want gotcha. to embody. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes sense to you logically. Mm. So something like powerful, you know, yeah, I can feel that emotion of power right. or pride. But it might be something that isn't an exact emotion. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But you do bring up a good point. It does need to be something that's within your power. So for instance, if in your current career, what you really want is respect and you're not being given that by other people, then that this, this is something where you're reliant on other people to change in order for your self-talk to change. Yes. So you yeah. have to make sure that whatever it is you want to feel is something that you can be in control of. Mm, tricky. Right? Yeah. <laughs> tricky, tricky. Oh. So number two is now going to be tacking a progressive statement onto the front of how you want to feel. So I'm going to explain what that looks like. So if we're using that same example, if I want to feel, let's say, really confident and I want to feel proud of myself in my career, that's what I really want to feel. That sounds good. So I would, on the front end of that, use some sort of progressive statement, which sounds like this. I am on my way to 
discovering my own power and confidence in my career, or I'm exploring what it looks like to, I am embracing the idea of, Mm. I am actively working toward, I am committed to feeling powerful and confident in my business. So you're, you're using language that's basically saying I'm on my way. I'm working toward feeling this way. I don't feel this way now, but here's the goal. And I would much rather focus on that goal than focus on the shit that I have been feeling. Right. Because that just perpetuates. This enables you to focus on where you want to go without buying in, trying to force your mind to buy into a lie that just doesn't feel right for you at that moment. Uh Uh-huh. So I'll give you a couple of other examples. Let's say it's parenting. And I would rather feel, let's say, accomplished and proud of the parent that I am. So you might say, I am reevaluating what pride in parenting looks like. Okay. Or how to um, uh, amplify my confidence in parenting. Or I'm actively working on embracing my uh, brilliance as a parent or whatever it might hmm. be. Uh, let's see, body. I, I really would love to genuinely love my body. That's what I want to feel. Emotion-wise, I want to love my body. So it might be something like, I am committed to learning what loving my body looks like. And that keeps you also in action. Because if you come up with a statement like this that has a progressive statement on the beginning, it keeps us in momentum. It keeps us moving. Because if you're saying, I am committed to, or I'm exploring what, or I'm redefining, that's actionable. That means you're you're con- constantly working on yourself. Yeah, You're moving towards that. And that will also get us into action. That gets us to get rid of the Victoria's Secrets magazine, if that's making you feel like shit about your body. That helps you put in job inter- er, applications if you really are unhappy in your workforce. If you're saying, I am rediscovering what it looks like to feel proud of my career, or I'm exploring what it looks like. Yeah. I'm hoping that this is really helpful for you. Those are the first three pieces. Inventory, number one. Triggers, number two. Mantra maker, number three. I want you to come up with one. Now, you can also have just one statement that permeates many different areas. Okay. Something like, I'm exploring what believing in my worth looks like. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so worth could be related to being in a relationship, being in a career, speaking up for yourself. It could relate to a lot of things. But I want to encourage you to nail down one because if you have a ton of them, it can be very, very hard to recall them when you need them. And that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like call them into existence like when keep it simple, right? you're like, wait a minute, what would, what was I going to say to myself around my body? What was I going to say around intellect? Mm-hmm. So I have a solution for that. Number four is going to be to use the statements. And what you need to do is get them all around you in the manner in which you learn the best. I am extremely visual and kinesthetic. I am not an auditory learner at all. So for me, what that looks like is screensavers that have a mantra I want to attach to or passwords that I have to enter, you know, in a sort of a tactile manner. 
It could be something like uh, images on your mirror or your refrigerator with statements you want to remind yourself of. I I highly advocate screensavers because we're on screen so much. But if you're auditory, a client of mine just told me about an app. I will link to it in the show notes as well. And I just downloaded it, but I have not played with it. And it's called Think Up. And so, again, I haven't played with it, so I don't know. But it's a way to record your own voice. And then I believe you can put it to music and such. So it's basically like recording your own affirmation. Oh, nice. And then you can, you know, just listen to that and fuse your brain with what you're trying to reprogram. I like it. So if you're auditory, that's brilliant. And even if you're not, I do think that that it can't hurt. It really can't hurt. This is one of those things like throw everything at it. If you can do all of these things, great. Because remember what we talked about at the very beginning of the episode, self-talk is with you 24-7. So you need to have reminders around you 24-7. So what does that look like for you? All right. Passwords, mirrors, alarms. I've definitely had people do that where they've set just a shit ton of alarms on their smartphone and then it will pop up saying with a reminder like, I've done that. You matter or Mm -hmm. you're working on embracing your body or whatever it might be. So there you have it. Four steps to silencing your inner shit talker. And we obviously have a bunch of additional freebies to help you cement this. And like I have often said, you cannot get a rockin' body by reading a shit ton of books on Pilates. Too you sure. have to hit the mat. The same is true for personal development. You cannot just ingest this information and do nothing with it. It becomes a waste of your time. So do not waste the last 30 minutes of your life. Commit to <laughs> implementing this into your day in and day out life. I've set you up with a completely free cheat sheet to get you really clear on this. And you can also go to the workshop as well to get even more on these particular topics. And it it talks a lot about blame, how we blame ourselves, how we blame others, lots of stuff around uh, self-doubt and enoughness. So again, links you need to know, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, so that you can catch that and see if Deep Down and Dirty is more of a deep dive that you would like to to do in the near future. Also, get your cheat sheets, thejoyjunkie.com slash 298. And then the rest of everything else that's been mentioned will be on 298 show notes as well, including coming to see us over in the After Hours community. So I think that's everything. Anything you wanted to throw in there that I might have missed? No. No, it's pretty comprehensive. Yeah. Yeah, I like that four step. You always do well at lining things up in steps that are manageable. It's 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 I'm glad that it's helpful for people because it literally is just how my brain works. Right. I I was that kid who if the teacher said number your page from 1 to 4 and they didn't tell you the proper amount of space mm-hmm. to leave. Yes. Totally like, annoying. But I don't have enough room under number 1. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I've struggled with perfectionism, <laughs> but but I don't it, have that problem. I would just number it and then right off to the side uh, until the paper was like, yeah, no. I, and everyone out there, they know. And then they, I would read it back and go, "What the hell does that say?" Yeah. So 
Yeah, I like your way much better. It's funny. I think everybody can relate to that, too. I tend to attract a lot of people who are very similar to me. I can imagine, yeah. So I think everybody out there will appreciate that. Right now, on my clipboard, (laughs) I have my sheet of notes, but Mm -hmm. then I have a handful of other papers because you need a cushion. You need a proper cushion when Mm. you write. There's nothing worse than writing on just one sheet of paper on a table. Is that right? Does that not bother you? No. Oh, it's awful. It's doesn't the bother worst. Me. I write softly. Write, write softer. <laughs> Don't talk down to me. I need. A, I, I mean, do whatever you want to do. I need a pen cushion. <laughs> a pen cushion. I need a pen cushion. That's great. All Hashtag right. pen cushion. All right. <laughs> well, I'm hoping this is helpful. Come hang out with us and share with us uh, what your biggest takeaway was from the show. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Hmm.